1: Welcome back to starting a private practice. This is our first season. We're wrapping up today. Our whole first season are all about starting a private practice from scratch. Oh my goodness. This is the first time we have done a podcast like this and it's been really fun.
0: You have been on quite the journey of every step uh, that it takes to start your private practice. But the reality is, is that we don't want you to do it alone. No. We are here to support you, not only with starting, but all the hiccups along the way in building your private practice. We do
1: absolutely have free resources for you. We know that like listing a podcast in the car is only going to get you so far. <laughs> or listening to a podcast on the walk, like there's a certain point where we have to like get in and start doing the work. Um, we absolutely have free resources. Again, we talk about those goodies at the end. Um, whole videos on how to set fees, um, whole videos on setting your niche, all the rest of that, that are all for free. You can get them at zinni forward slash pod. And we do also have our business school for therapists where we have step by step videos on absolutely everything, everything, y'all, in starting your private practice from scratch. And again, I don't want you to feel like pressured, but if you're trying to figure this out and you're trying to reinvent the wheel of like how to do a private practice and do it on your own, it is the hardest way possible. Like to do that. I was, I'm, I have a Facebook group actually that has um, like over 15,000 people in it. And there was this whole conversation happening of like how to start a private practice. And I saw someone saying like, just go on Facebook groups. Like people just help you for free. Like it'll be fine. And I'm like, I see the advice on Facebook groups and it's not good y'all like, be careful. You don't know if that person, you don't know who you're learning from. You don't know. They could be working 70 hours a week. They could not be profitable. Um, I was just on an interview with someone who is applying to do coaching with us and they have all of this income coming in. They have all of
0: these sessions and they're like, I'm broke. Yeah, I'm broke. So we want you to get great support to understand how healing and growth can happen in community. Mm -hmm. And that's what business school provides. Yeah.
1: So what do you think, like, as you are going through this process and you've been learning via podcast, have you been implementing? I personally, like, I want to know, like, was this helpful for people? Mm -hmm. Like if nothing else, if you're like, no, I'm never going to do that. Like, did this help you determine that like, hey, I don't really want to do a private practice. I kind of want to hear it. If you're like, oh my gosh, this helped me get started and I used your free resources. Like I want to hear it because I want to figure out if we want to do a season like this again. Mm-hmm. Like, So you sharing, whether that's going and reviewing this podcast and um, wherever you listen to podcast, or if you just send an email to help at zennyme.com and tell us what you're about, that really helps us figure out what is working for us. We can look at the stats and we can see that there's lots of people listening to this podcast, but ultimately what we really care about is not just listeners. We care about whether this is changing people's lives. So is this changing your life? And if you're sitting there thinking, I, I'm not sure. That's an important thing to maybe sit with before you listen to another podcast of ours or anybody else's. If you've invested this much time with us, hmm This is like hours of time. If you've invested 20 or 30 or 40 hours of listening to this podcast, maybe you listen on double speed or something like that. And if you're not sure if this helped, but like maybe you're listening and going, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. This is great. This is great. But like your life isn't changed. Then we need to look at like what's happening systemically. How do we create space? Do you just need more time and space? Are you struggling with implementing? Are you someone who's on a high information diet? but a low action diet, Mm -hmm. right? We see a lot of people who are on this kind of diet. There's a lot coming in, but there's not a lot of activity coming out. And that can lead you to feel like you're working so hard and you've invested so much and you're not getting any kind of actual like um, Progress. progress. Yeah, you're not getting any reward you deserve to be rewarded. Like before you ever got to this point of thinking about starting a private practice, you went through an undergraduate degree. You got a graduate degree. You gained all these hours. You did licensing exams. Like you've gone to all these CE trainings. You dealt with terrible professors and judgment from other people and predatory internships, often predatory practicum placements. Like you've dealt with so much before here. Like there's a point where you have to know that it's okay for you to be taken care of, that it shouldn't be a thing that the expectation is that you'll never be able to pay down your student loans. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Like the student loans that you invested in for this career Should at least there should be a return on investment that you could pay off your student loans. And yet
0: most therapists feel like that's not an option. So our hope for you and our desire for you is that you create a practice that you love that allows you to have a life that you Mm -hmm. love, that takes care of you, that takes care of those around you and is of great service to your community. Yeah. I
1: think this is like, I want to talk about just a couple of little pieces. Okay. What do you think about that? Kelly? Okay, Yeah. I, you know, I think it's just as we kind of like wrap up this, this season, I want to talk about just some things that you may be hearing out in the world and like how this is different and see if that doesn't like resonate with you. Right. I think there is so much out there that we hear these messages constantly about things like Hey, you need to provide low cost or sliding scale or accepted in every insurance to create sustainability for clients. But the problem is that those numbers, sometimes those numbers create the therapist in financial strain or stress. It decreases the quality of care. It leads to more therapists leaving the profession than entering it. And it actually creates therapy, makes therapy less accessible, mm-hmm. right? So, part of what we've been Diving into through this whole process is how do we make therapy accessible? It's not through you being underpaid. It's not through you um, being overworked. It's not by you being burnt out. Like it's really
0: important for you to be taken care of. Yeah. Right. We continue to be the worst paid master's degrees. Um, we're in the top five, several of our degrees are in there. Yeah. And that's not okay. Um, we're working at reimbursement rates for insurance companies that are not related to our cost of living. They're based on how much therapists are willing to accept that fee. Um, and you know, if you live in a highly saturated area, you're going to get reimbursed a lot less than if you live in an area where there's a high need, but there's not a lot of therapists to meet that need. And so, everyone is different in their situation and we need to change the story about what our field looks like and who shapes us and private practice. in my mind gives us the power. We don't give it to insurance companies. We don't give it to lobbyists. We don't give it to associations. We take back our power and we say, this is what good care looks like. This is what a good business looks like. This is what great outcomes look like. And That is how we're going to shift what mental health looks like in this country.
1: And I think one of the things that people don't want to talk about is that one of the reasons that mental health in particular has tended to have not at all reflect our communities. It's tended to be wider, more affluent people is because our field is set up where it's almost an expectation that you need a trust fund or you need a partner that's going to do it, like where you're going to create this thing because your job is to support and give back to the community, you're not expected to actually make an income, right? In order to create that accessibility and diversity, we have to create a living wage in our profession, Mm -hmm. right? We have to make it okay that you don't have to come from a place that you've been impoverished your whole life and you invest hundreds, thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and then you still are in poverty. Like something is wrong in this scenario and it's not, it's not okay.
0: And the other part is people will tell you just to focus on being a great therapist. Like if you're a great therapist, that should be enough for you to start your private practice and for it to be successful. You get great outcomes and the rest works itself out, but the reality is is a great business model is what allows you to get sustain and even improve your clinical outcomes over time everything that we've been talking about on this journey in this podcast We have always kept in mind the impact on the clinical outcome. We may not always say it directly, but it's definitely what we teach in our business school. From your informed consent, to your marketing message, to the conversation you're having on the phone with people, it all impacts clinical outcomes. So just the therapy alone is not sufficient. How you run your business also is part of the equation.
1: Yeah. It's really unfortunate when we look at the research Um, of how, what what makes a good therapist is not years of experience, right? It's not amount of training. Why? I think it's because we don't take good care of our therapists. We burn them out consistently over time. So our vision is that you would not be burnt out. Our vision is that you wouldn't be thinking that you have to see 30 clients plus a week and work 60 or 70 hours a week and that you need three side hustles to be able to just pay your rent or have like a little bit of money set aside, like that's not okay, right? The skills that we learn while working for free, for stipends or for minimum wage in grad school, they didn't prepare us to be business owners. They prepared us to be burned out volunteers struggling in poverty alongside our clients. Mm
0: -hmm. And then there's this other aspect of when people get coached or they get information like this podcast, It can be overwhelming because there's multiple parts of the business. And then there's this feeling of like, I'll just outsource this all and someone else can do it. (laughs) But the truth is, is that if you don't understand the basics, how can you really hire and know that what you're hiring is working? You need to be empowered with some knowledge so that even if you do decide to outsource some of those pieces, you can do it well and confidently right? And that, you know, it's working or not. You got to learn enough that you really understand what's happening here. You can't Mm -hmm. abdicate yourself from that. Mm -mm. And we believe you're capable.
1: Yeah. If
0: we, we wouldn't do this podcast if we thought, oh, it's not going to help. You know, we believe that therapists are capable. Like we've said in past episodes, they're the best marketers. Um, Mm -hmm. they're the best copywriters. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the ability to learn this and you don't have to do it
1: alone. And you don't need someone else coming in and creating some kind of cookie cutter practice that doesn't look and feel like you, right? Your business is actually your chance to be your most you. You're the most creative and to deeply reach the people who need you and your unique take on things. Like we need to see you. We need to hear your voice. We don't need to have that... um, code switched or whitewashed or whatever other things that people do to take and strip that out of you. Like it's not okay. Right. So do you feel ready? Are you taking action? Is that where you're at? You deserve to be taken care of. You deserve to do this work. This work is so powerful. And there's like so much more that we get to do in this work. Once we hit these levels of healing, once we reach our clients to those new levels of healing there's just so much more for our profession when we're not sitting in this struggle place, right? The it's It's magic when you can take a therapist out of struggle and you can allow them to be taken care of in this really magical way that then that's when like, oh my gosh, they're freed up for what's next and deeper ways to heal people. You can't be in the space of deeper, exploration when you're struggling with just getting your progress notes done and you're feeling stressed, you're not going to have a light bulb in the shower moment. If you never get a chance to take a shower, (laughs) right? Like it's all those pieces. So I hope that this, again, that this series has been impactful. Please go review us, tell us how you're doing. And if you're in a place that you want to take action, you need support in that we're here for you. We have the business school for therapists. Love to have you join us. Let's play. Let's dive in. Let's get you some coaching and support and step by step, click by click videos with everything that you need and more for starting your solo practice, for expanding into a group, for whatever else you need. So, com slash pod. And
0: thanks for being with us on
1: this journey. Bye, y'all.
0: I hope you love today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, Don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinni.me.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.